Hello there, my name is Dr. Arne, the Gritpreneur, and welcome to Woman of Grit, a bi-weekly podcast that provides a safe space for women to have authentic conversations about their shared challenges and successes. Listeners will be empowered, motivated, and inspired to thrive during and after adversity as I share actionable information and tips based on the grit framework that I developed from the lessons I learned during my own self-development journey that you may find helpful in yours. Please come on in. I saved a seat at the table for you. Often we hear the word narcissist or narcissism thrown around when we're talking about celebrities or people we think are vain or even full of themselves. So it's important to understand who a narcissist really is from a psychological perspective. We all have a bit of narcissism in us, which is important for our success because you must believe in yourself and that you are capable of accomplishing goals you set for yourself. In today's episode, I will share relevant and actionable information about narcissists, narcissism, and narcissistic personality disorder. I will provide the definition of narcissistic personality disorder or NPD. I'll go over some of the red flags or signs that a person in your life may be a narcissist. And I will also talk about the different types of narcissists. I will also touch on how to deal with and protect yourself from narcissists. So the definition of narcissistic personality and where that word actually comes from. Narcissistic personality is named for Narcissus, a hunter from Greek mythology known for his beauty, who rejected all romantic advances, eventually falling in love with his own reflection in a pool of water and staring at his reflection for the rest of his life. So Sigmund Freud, brought the name into psychology and psychiatry. Now that you know the backstory, let's dive in. Narcissistic Personality Disorder, NPD, is a mental health condition in which a person displays a pattern of self-centeredness, arrogant thinking, lack of empathy and consideration for others, and an an unreasonably high or grandiose sense of their own importance. Some words that are often used by others to describe people with NPD include cocky, manipulative, self-absorbed, selfish, patronizing, and demanding. People with this disorder not only need, but they actively seek out attention and want people to admire them. They lack empathy, which is the ability to understand or even care about the feelings of others. 
So on the surface, a person with NPD thinks they are better than everyone else and may appear extremely confident, but just below the surface lies a person who is unsure of their self-worth and are easily upset by the slightest criticism, disagreement, or any perceived slights which they take as a personal attack. Narcissistic personality disorder affects more males than females, go figure, and often begins during teenage years or in early adulthood, but may not be formally diagnosed until later or even not at all. People with MPD typically have problems in several areas of their life, including relationships, work, school, or finances. And unfortunately, even when a narcissist recognizes that they have a problem, they are extremely resistant to changing their behavior, but instead blame everyone else for their problems. And from my experience, sometimes even blame children. Does anyone in your life come to mind so far? Well, continue listening as I plan to give some tips that may help you spot red flags or warning signs that your new friend or even a relative you've known all your life may indeed be a narcissist. It's important to remember that a medical professional who has examined the person is the one who makes a formal diagnosis of NPD. The information I'm providing is to let you know what to watch out for before you go any deeper in your new relationship to protect yourself from their power plays and to help you establish and enforce healthier boundaries. I wish I knew then what I know now, but that is a story for another day. So I know you cannot wait to find out some of the signs that you may be dealing with a person with NPD. So here are six signs that may alert you to the fact that you may be involved with a narcissist. I'll first list them and then go into more details. So red flags. Narcissists tend to have a grandiose sense of self-importance. They live in a fantasy world that supports their delusions of grandeur, which is a false belief that they are someone other than who they truly are, typically someone powerful and important. They need constant praise and admiration. They have a sense of entitlement. Narcissists exploit others without guilt or shame. And the sixth, they frequently demean, intimidate, bully, or belittle others. So now for a closer look at the six red flags I just listed. So the first one, which is grandiosity. Narcissists have what is called a grandiose sense of self-importance. Grandiosity is defined as having an exaggerated belief in a person's own importance, and this is a defining characteristic of narcissism. It is important to note that this is more than just arrogance or vanity. 
You see, grandiosity is an unrealistic sense of superiority. Narcissists believe that they are unique beings and as such can only be understood by other special people. They consider themselves too good for anything or anyone whom they perceive as average or ordinary. Narcissists only want to associate and be associated with high status people, places, and things. So to my listeners who are high achieving and successful in their personal and professional lives, listen closely. You're like a beacon and narcissists are drawn to you. Narcissists expect recognition even when they have not done anything to earn it. And as such, they often exaggerate or even lie about the accomplishment and talents. Do you have a friend who always talks about how much they contribute to their relationship or a coworker who insists on telling you how great they are and how lucky the people they work with are to have them? Narcissists always present themselves as being indispensable and superior to everyone else. So the second red flag that a person in your life may be a narcissist is if they live in a fantasy world that supports their delusions of grandeur. Narcissists immerse themselves in a fantasy world that is full of distortion, self-deception, and magical thinking to support their grandiose views of themselves. They create fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, attractiveness, and ideal love to make themselves feel special and in control. The purpose of this fantasy world they create is to protect the narcissist from their real feelings of emptiness and shame. You may wonder why not just confront them with facts and opinions to contradict the world they have created. Well, this often falls on deaf ears. Instead, the narcissist will either ignore you altogether or rationalize their position. In fact, anything that threatens a narcissist's fantasy bubble is often met with extreme defensiveness and even rage. People who live and work around a narcissist learn over time to walk on eggshells around their denials of reality. So onto the third red flag that you may be dealing with a narcissist is their constant need for praise and adoration. Yes, a narcissist's sense of superiority is like a balloon that needs a steady flow and reliable source of applause, adoration, and recognition to keep it inflated. Narcissists need a never-ending supply of praise for their ego. So they surround themselves with people who are willing to satisfy their obsessive appetite for affirmation. 
relationships with narcissists tend to be very one-sided because it's all about what the narcissist can get and almost never about the other person in that relationship. A narcissist may even consider any interruption or diminishment in the admirer's attention and praise as a betrayal. So onto the fourth sign you may be involved with a narcissist is their sense of entitlement. And this is because narcissists consider themselves unique and therefore expect favorable or special treatment, whether they deserve it or not. They truly believe that they should get whatever they want and fully expect the people around them to comply with their every wish and whim. Yet this expectation is almost always one-sided and one-way street leading in the direction of the narcissist. So if you're in a relationship with a narcissist and you don't anticipate and meet their every fancy, you become useless to them. Also, if you have the audacity to defy a narcissist or ask for something in return, he or she may become aggressive, outraged, or even use the silent treatment to try and bring you back into compliance. So the fifth red flag that you may be involved with a narcissist is their tendency to exploit you and others without any guilt or shame. Narcissists completely lack empathy and never really develop the ability to identify with the feelings of others or to be able to put themselves in other people's shoes. They view the people in their lives as merely objects, only there to meet their every need. Narcissists therefore have absolutely no qualms about taking advantage of others to achieve their own ends. In some cases, this exploitation is malicious, intentional, but often the narcissist is simply unaware. Narcissists most often don't think about how their behavior affects others. And even when someone points out their behavior to them, they still don't get it about the only thing narcissists understand are their own needs. The sixth and final sign that I'm covering here today that you may be dealing with a narcissist is their tendency to frequently demean, intimidate, and bully and belittle others. There are other red flags beyond the six that I covered today. There's a strict criteria for diagnosis of narcissistic personality to be made. Usually a person must have five or more signs for a diagnosis to be made. Back to the sixth red flag that you may be dealing with a narcissist. As I just noted, it is their tendency to frequently demean, intimidate, bully, and belittle others. Narcissists feel threatened whenever they encounter someone who appears to have something they lack, especially people who are confident and popular. 
So they feel threatened by people who don't bow to them or who challenge them in any way. They may use contempt as a defense mechanism and inflate their own ego by putting other people down. This may take the form of being dismissive or with insults, name calling, bullying, and threats, all done to force the person back into line. So I just shared the definition of narcissistic personality disorder, NPD, and I introduced six red flags that could be signs that you are dealing with a narcissist. I'll now take a short break for a message from our sponsor. And when we return, I will talk about the different types of narcissists and how to deal with and protect yourself from them. This episode of Woman of Grit podcast is sponsored by Gritpreneur Apparel, a brand that encourages women to find their voices, reclaim their power, and transform their lives. Gritpreneur Apparel, ever grateful, never quit. Welcome back to Women of Grit. I'm your host, Dr. Ahn, the Gritpreneur. Prior to the break, I talked about narcissistic personality disorder and six signs or red flags that can help you recognize a narcissist. Now for the different types of narcissists. So some narcissists can leverage the positive traits such as self-sufficiency and confidence, which can be healthy. However, more commonly, narcissists get in trouble or come to attention due to their toxic traits, such as a sense of entitlement and willingness to exploit others. Among narcissists who lean into their toxic traits, I'll focus on overt or grandiose narcissism and covert or vulnerable narcissism. But there are three others, communal, antagonistic, and malignant narcissism. So just a few words about malignant narcissists. Malignant narcissists have a more destructive form of narcissism and display traits such as aggression, paranoia, antisocial behavior, and even sadism, which is taking joy in other people's pain. So now back to covert or vulnerable narcissism, and then I'll talk about overt or grandiose narcissism. Covert narcissists are introverted and tend to be extremely sensitive to criticism. They have low self-esteem and tend to be very defensive and passive aggressive. Overt or grandiose narcissists, unlike the covert narcissists, tend to be extroverted, but also uncooperative, selfish, and overbearing. They have an exaggerated self-image and high self-esteem. 
overt narcissists tend to be confident and assertive. So you see how some narcissistic traits can help us succeed in life. The issue becomes when the other maladaptive traits, that is the traits that are not helpful, that narcissists have get in the way. So now that you know what narcissism is, the characteristics of narcissists, the different types of narcissists, I will now offer some tips on dealing with narcissists. If you suspect you're dealing with a narcissist, you may wonder what you can do. Well, it's very important that you remain alert to avoid getting drawn in as narcissists can be very magnetic and charming. Believe me, I know this firsthand. Narcissists are very adept at creating a flattering self-image that draws you in. People with low self-esteem are more vulnerable to a narcissist schemes. If you're involved with a narcissist, you may initially think they can meet your emotional needs. However, this is just a fantasy. As a person with narcissistic personality disorder or NPD will never fulfill or even recognize your own needs. A narcissist is not looking for an equal partner. Rather, they want obedient admirers. Your sole purpose in the life of a narcissist is to provide them with a steady stream of validation for their insatiable ego and to tell them how great they are. When you're involved with a narcissist, your own hopes your dreams, your desires, and your feelings do not matter to them. Let me repeat for the listeners in the back. When you're involved with a narcissist, your hopes, dreams, desires, and feelings do not matter to them regardless of what they say. You can figure out how a narcissist will treat you by how they treat others. If they lie, manipulate, hurt, and disrespect others, they will eventually treat you the same way. It's just a matter of time. You're no different in their eyes. You are not special, and eventually you will experience the same treatment. So here are some tips for navigating around the narcissist in your life. First and foremost, this is important. Do not make excuses for a narcissist's bad behavior or in any way minimize the hurt they cause. It's very important to understand that you cannot change a narcissist and neither can I because they are very resistant to change Instead of trying to change them, focus on your own dreams. Don't get drawn into a narcissist's delusions. Focus on the things you want for yourself. The next strategy 
for dealing with a narcissist is to set healthy boundaries. I cannot stress this enough. It is always important, whether you're dealing with a narcissist or not, to set and enforce healthy boundaries in any case. Healthy relationships are based on mutual respect and caring, but narcissists don't have the word mutual in their vocabulary and are not capable of true reciprocity in their relationships. Narcissists don't see you, hear you, or even recognize you as someone who exists outside of their own needs. Because of this, narcissists regularly violate the boundaries of others and do so with a sense of entitlement. So recently, I just read something called the Narcissist Prayer, and that really encapsulated the thought process of a narcissist. And it's written by Dana Craig, D-A-Y-N-A, last name C-R-A-I-G. And I'll just read it for you. So like, really, this is a narcissist um, talking or thinking. That didn't happen. And if it did, it wasn't that bad. And if it was, that's not a big deal. And if it is, that's not my fault. And if it was, I did not mean it. And if I did, you deserved it. So right there is a narcissist in a nutshell. They never take responsibility for anything. So we were on strategies for dealing with narcissists. I talked about setting healthy boundaries. The narcissists in your life may go through or borrow your things without asking. They may read your mail, eavesdrop on your conversations, and may even give on their unsolicited opinions and advice. These are all boundary violations, and it is imperative that you create healthier boundaries where your needs are respected. Don't set a boundary unless you're willing to enforce it. Be prepared though, as a narcissist will revolt against any new boundaries and test your limits like a two-year-old, honestly. The narcissist will feel threatened and upset by your attempts to take control of your life because they are used to calling the shots. To compensate for not getting their way because you are enforcing your boundaries, they may become more demanding in other areas of the relationship. They may even distance themselves to punish you or attempt to manipulate or charm you into giving up your new boundaries. Don't give in. You must stand firm. So another strategy for dealing with a narcissist is not to take things personally. And this is easier said than done because narcissists can be very cruel. To protect themselves from feeling inferior and feeling shame, narcissists must always deny their shortcomings. Often they will do so by projecting their own faults onto others. It's very upsetting, of course, to get blamed for something that was not your fault or to be characterized 
with negative traits you don't possess. But as difficult as this may be, try not to take it personally. It really isn't about you. The narcissist is projecting. So basically what they're saying to you, that's what they're feeling inside. And they project those emotions onto you. The next strategy is not to argue with a narcissist. Just don't do it. I know it's easier said than done because when we're attacked, it is natural to want to defend ourselves and to prove the narcissist wrong. But no matter how rational you are or how sound your argument may be, a narcissist is unlikely to hear you. Arguing your point may instead escalate the situation. Don't waste your time, energy, and breath. Just tell the narcissist you disagree with them and then move on from the conversation. The next strategy to dealing with a narcissist is to know yourself. I cannot stress this enough because the best defense against the insults and projections of a narcissist is a strong sense of self. When you know your own strengths and weaknesses, it is easier to reject any unfair criticisms leveled against you by the narcissist. The next is to let go of the need for approval. So it's important to disengage from a narcissist's opinion and any desire to please or appease them at the expense of yourself. You need to be okay with knowing the truth about yourself, even if the narcissist sees the situation differently. The next strategy is look for support and purpose elsewhere. So if you're in a relationship with a narcissist and have made the decision to stay, you need to be honest with yourself about what you can and can't expect. Remember that a narcissist isn't going to change into someone who truly values you. So you'll need to look elsewhere for emotional support and personal fulfillment. This is not a, su a suggestion to go out and have an affair or something. Just you need solid support outside of the narcissist. So spend time with people who give you an honest reflection of who you are so that you remain grounded and do not buy into the narcissist distortions. You can make new friendships if necessary outside of the narcissist's orbit because some narcissists will attempt to isolate the people in their lives to better control them. If this is you, you need to invest time in rebuilding old friendships or cultivating new relationships. Also look for meaning and purpose in work, volunteering, hobbies, and other activities. Instead of looking to the narcissist to make you feel good about yourself, pursue meaningful activities that make use of your talents and allow you to contribute. And this is pretty much true of any relationship. You cannot completely depend on your partner, regardless of whether they're a narcissist or not, to make you feel good about yourself.
this is all if you do decide to stay with a narcissist. Well, what if you decide you want to leave? So if all else fails and you decide to leave the narcissist, here are some tips I found in my research. If you're experiencing narcissistic abuse and are considering leaving, you must first educate yourself. Learn about narcissistic personality disorder since the more you understand, the better you'll be able to recognize the techniques a narcissist may use to keep you in the relationship. When you threaten to leave, a narcissist will often deploy the flattery and adoration called love bombing that hooked you in the first place. Or they will make grand promises about changing their behavior that they have no intention of keeping. It's really important not to make empty threats. It's a better tactic to accept that the narcissist won't change and when you are ready to simply leave. To be fully transparent, I did make threats about leaving. It took me a long time, but when I physically left, I did so when my ex was out of town on a business trip. I did not want a confrontation. So it's important for you to seek immediate help if you're physically threatened or abused, call 911 in the US or your country's local emergency service. I will have resources in the show notes that if you're experiencing domestic violence, you could use, I will include those in the show notes. So after you've left, you will think that things have ended with that narcissist. Well, not quite. Because leaving a narcissist can be a huge blow to their sense of entitlement and self-importance. Their huge ego still needs to be fed. So they'll often continue trying to exert control over you. If charm and love bombing don't work, they may resort to threats, denigrating you to mutual friends and acquaintances or stalking you on social media or in person. What has helped to keep me grounded is this quote by Jill Blakeway. When a toxic person can no longer control you, they will try to control how others see you. The misinformation will feel unfair, but you stay above it. Trusting that other people will eventually see the truth just like you did. And I promise you this does happen. They cannot hide for too long. So it's normal to grieve a loss, even a toxic relationship. And as toxic as my relationship got towards the end, I still grieve the loss while fully recognizing that I would never go back. If you choose to leave, be prepared to feel angry, sad, and confused. It is only natural to grieve the loss of shared dreams and commitments. Healing takes time and it did take a long time for me to be honest. I'm still healing. I embarked on 
my self-development journey as part of my healing. And here I am today, host and producer of this podcast with a book I wrote at the publishers as I speak. I don't think I would have had the mental capacity to do any of the things I've done since I walked away from toxicity. Take time as is necessary, then find your purpose in life. Once you leave, be aware that once the narcissist realizes that there will not be a reconciliation, do not expect them to grieve. Once you're no longer a reliable supplier of applause and adoration, the narcissist will move on to exploit someone else. Don't expect them to feel true loss or guilt. Their priority is to find another reliable source for praise and admiration. Understand, like I did, that this is not a reflection on you, but rather it only highlights how one-sided the relationship was. I can tell you, as hard as it got, lights always came in the morning and things do get better. On today's episode, I shared information about narcissistic personality disorder or NPD. I talked about six signs or red flags that can help you recognize a narcissist. Also, I went over the different types of narcissists and how to cope with a narcissist in your life. I also shared tips about some things you may find helpful if you make the difficult decision to leave a narcissist and some of the things to expect. I hope you find this information timely and relevant. I wish I had known more about this when I was struggling. The next episode is from the Passion and Perseverance series. You will hear an engaging conversation with my guest as she not only shares insight from her lived experience, but also some of the tools and resources that helped her maintain passion and perseverance for her meaningful long-term goals despite obstacles and setbacks. also have some exciting news. I just finished writing my first solo book and it is at the publishers as I speak. I already ordered my proof and I'm excited to hold it in my hot little hands. I will be posting updates on my social media so be sure to follow me. Thanks for joining me on Woman of Grits. I hope you found the topic relevant and actionable. Please follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn for more relevant content. I go by the handle dr underscore a-h-n-e, Dr. On. Visit my website at dron.com to find out more about me or to book me to speak at your next event. 
Please subscribe to Woman of Great Podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite listening platform. So I'll see you in two weeks. And as always, remain ever grateful and never quit as you find your voice, reclaim your power, and transform into a woman of grace. Take care and bye.